Welcome to Lifelines. This is John Augustine. Read any good poems lately? Too dull? Too obscure? Too outdated? Something people used to do? How strange that in the 1950s there was a poet who was not a star, but a supernova blazing among us before flaming out. His name was Dylan Thomas. A sickly child, he was often kept out of the wet Welsh weather, so he turned to books and a love for words. But the countryside became dear to him also, as he expressed, as I was green and carefree, famous among the barns, about the happy yard and singing as the farm was home, in the sun that is young once only, time let me play and be golden in the mercy of his means. He was an adolescent scamp, full of pranks and fights, foretelling his adulthood. He went to London as a young man to live the bohemian life, an enfant terrible, a constant drunk, telling endless stories to buddies in pubs from morning to night when he would crash on somebody else's mattress. He married a sweet girl who joined him in the drinking life, loved and fought with him, and raised their children. But if his life was careless and undisciplined, his poetry making was painstaking. The writing of a poem is to me, he said, the task of constructing a formally watertight compartment of words. Finding the particular word, his wife called it, out of his glorious richness of words. He showed one critic 200 separate and distinct versions of one poem that he had labored on for years. Even before he understood the meaning of words, he loved them for their sound. Poetry is closer to music than it is to prose. His father, an English teacher, filled the house with Shakespeare when Dylan was a tyke. In fact, Thomas never learned Welsh, but he could turn the music of English in ingenious ways. One poem begins, In my craft or sullen art, exercised in the still night, when only the moon rages, and the lovers lie abed with all their griefs in their arms. I labor by singing light. He submitted his poetry to a newspaper contest. The judges couldn't believe that a young man could write such glorious stuff. The prize was publishing a book of the winner's work. Dylan was 19 and in print. But poetry doesn't pay the bills, certainly not for a profligate like Thomas. World War II gave him other writing opportunities. War documentaries filled London theaters, and Thomas became a scriptwriter. He worked on instructional films like How to Put on a Gas Mask. He even did some voiceovers. In all, Thomas spent eight years in the film industry, years when he wrote very little poetry. But it was his work in radio as a writer and reader for the British Broadcasting Company that made his reputation. He had done stage acting at school, learned how to use his rich baritone voice. As he spoke over the air, listeners heard the ancient Welsh bards and minstrels who had served in royal courts and carried the Arthurian tales through Britain and beyond. Dylan Starr rose with his voice and earned him a long-held wish, a speaking tour of the United States. Britain admired Thomas, but Americans were nuts about him. Seventeen shows in 29 days, going city to city, campus to campus, reading the poetry of Yeats and Hardy and Lawrence and Dylan Thomas to infatuated applause. Buoyed by such support, Dylan was able to compose some of his greatest poetry, including his most ambitious project, a verse play for radio, Under Milk Wood, with himself as narrator. Under Milk Wood was scheduled for production by the BBC, but Thomas would not be part of it. On his fourth reading tour of America, he died in a New York hospital, just 39 years old. The narration for his play was taken on by his friend and fellow Welshman, Richard Burton, who would continue in the role for the stage play and the movie. A word on the name. 
His literary father selected Dylan, a character's name in the obscure Welsh epic, The Mabinogion. Bobby Zimmerman, a bard himself in Minnesota, changed his name to Bob Dylan in homage to this inspiring poet and was later awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature, a prize Dylan Thomas did not live long enough to earn. Today, there are thousands of boys named Dylan all over the world. The biography is titled Dylan the Bard by Andrew Sinclair. This program has been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.